Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Ami Bros. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week, another episode of the Ami Bros podcast. I'm one third of the Ami Bros. Uh, D-Mart, your host here. Um, I think I kind of messed up on my normal intro, but I'm, I'm happy that I was able to, to change it up a little bit, man. So, fellas, what's popping? We back another week, fresh off of our golf trip. Happy birthday to you boys! What's popping? What's good, man? I'm here with Trip. We're hanging out. Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm feeling good right now. It's uh, it's another day in paradise. Just uh, I don't know, man. I, I got back from the golf trip, and, and I feel like I got another vacation coming up this weekend. It's the UFC fights. The best UFC card I've ever seen in my life. We got Izzy Adesanya going versus Blachevich. Well, I think that's the way I pronounce his name. But the, the middleweight champion going versus the light heavyweight champion. We got uh, the Amanda Nunez fighting versus Anderson. That, that chick is like six feet tall, but Amanda Nunez is going to beat the mess out of her. We got my boy uh, Aljamain Sterling going versus Peter Yan. Three main events. I mean... I couldn't be more happy, man. I, I'm feeling good. Yeah, man. It's, that's been one of the things that has gotten uh, at least Ashley not through quarantine is UFC. You know, they were the first ones to um, to pretty much be live. They're the first sport. Um, I, you I mean, know, I've I've heard, I haven't heard great things about the way they pay their fighters, but um, and you can tell that's kind of true. And this is kind of going off on a tangent, but like after a guy wins a big fight or loses a big fight, the first thing they shouldn't do is start talking about their checks on interviews um so that kind of tells you that they, they're not as comfortable as they need to be but hey maybe maybe that, that's what uh dana white uses to keep them hungry but nevertheless jeremy what's popping man how you feeling what's what's going on down in charlotte not much man i'm uh i'm chilling I'm tired as usual but let's go and get to the grind i'm i i know jared already got on my nerves with his uh living the dream comment i don't know he's just so corporate but go ahead <laughs> listen it's not corporate if it's true you know it's not corporate if it's true you know I'm living the dream, right? Living the dream, though. It is. It is true. It could be a lot worse. But uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we got some uh, golf to talk about. Our brother Tiger Woods. Uh, or I should say, my brother. You guys weren't too, you know, thrilled with backing him up when the hit job came out a couple weeks ago. But you know, nevertheless, um, let's talk Tiger, about. Uh, let's, start NFL, let's, let's start with. Go, go ahead, Jim. I'm sorry. I said, if Tiger heard you say my brother. He probably say, "Ill." <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. But uh, anyway, let's let's uh, move on to some topics, guys. Um, the first that I have on the docket is JJ Watt and his move to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, pretty big move. They, they, he, he's he's moved on from Jared's team out of Houston, and he's uh, in Phoenix. So um, I'll give the floor to you, Jeremy. Let's talk about this move and uh, how do you think it's gonna gonna bode in the uh, what, what's what's the Arizona there in the AFC, right? No NFC. Yeah, NFC, NFC West. Yeah. Oh, so NFC Arizona. West. Oh, yeah. I thought you were Texas. Yeah. So yeah, how how's that going to bode for them in the NFC West? Uh, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I'm so tired of talking about anything that comes from the Texans. Um, but uh, we can discuss it. JJ Watt is an all-time great. He left the team and he signed up with the Cardinals. Um, my excitement level for the Cardinals from a scale of one to ten is probably a point two. Uh, they are going to be decent. They'll probably still be the worst team in that division. 
and I don't see them competing at all. Um, I saw a very funny meme today that uh, showed Larry Fitzgerald and uh, and JJ Watt talking to each other, and he said, "I'm only picking a team that I think we could uh, could compete for a title." And then they were showing Larry Fitzgerald said, "So why are you coming here?" <laughs> oh, they've got no chance. They're gonna be terrible. Um, I think the the odds just put them up to the seventeenth best odds to win the Super Bowl after that move. I mean, there's only thirty two teams in the league, so that means they're bottom half of the league. So um I'm sure it's an excitement exciting move. Um they're going to really have some issues because Hassan Reddick is coming up. I don't know if they're gonna franchise him. Um they've got some other players they gotta they gotta try to re sign. Patrick Peterson's probably not gonna know coming back because they signed JJ Watt. And at this age and stage in JJ Watt's career it's probably not going to happen. So, um, you know, I, I think they were probably bidding against themselves. I don't think anybody else was going to give J.J. Watt that kind of money. And I think J.J. Watt took the money and, and ran with it, and I don't blame him. All right, another uh, review about a football team that Jeremy thinks sucks. Um, you know, if you guys <laughs> follow the pattern, he said yeah. that Brady sucked and the Buccaneers suck, and they have a Super Bowl title as of a couple months ago. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, but the Cardinals won like six games. Um, yeah, Jerry, what do you think about this JJ Watt move and are you guys gonna be missing him down in Houston? Um no, I, I don't think the Texans are or I think the Texans may miss him. I won't because I won't be a Texans fan this year. I'll be whatever team Deshaun signs on. So um, you know, we'll we'll figure out that part. But my main thoughts are this. I, I think this is a good move for the Cardinals. I think this is a good move for JJ Watt. I think they will be a really good team this year. Here's what people are, are, are failing to notice. One, the Cardinals last year, it was the first year of having uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the team, playing with him. It was Kyler Murray's second year. He he took a step forward, but he got injured towards the end of the year. So they lost a, a few games at the end of the year that I think they would have won had he not been injured. Uh, you throw in the fact that the defense was missing Chandler Jones for most of the year. Chandler Jones is you know as, as great as, as Aaron Donald is. And Aaron Donald is – I mean – all-time great. Chandler Jones has been the, the the pass rusher who's led the NFL in sacks for the last six years. Uh, I mean, he's averaging, before last year, like 18 sacks a year. Now, you throw J.J. Watt on the other side of him, and you throw Hassan Reddick out there, they're going to be able to create an immense pass rush. And as great as Patrick Peterson is, they already said before J.J. Watt came back that he wasn't returning. So likelihood is he's going to be traded. They will likely be able to trade him and get some assets. The other piece of it is this. Going back to the Texans side, it just proved again that I was right. Uh, when, when the Texans released him and I went on Twitter and I said, hey, this is a stupid move. I said, it's great that, you know, for, for JJ, but the reality is, you know, the whole narrative of, hey, we're not going to trade anybody and not get assets is stupid because JJ Watt could have still gotten assets. Everybody, uh, including Sports Illustrated commentators and, and verified sports people, were like, oh, no, that's not the case. You don't know what you're talking about. No team was going to trade for J.J. Watt to get $17 million for next year guaranteed, even though $17 million wasn't full and guaranteed. And you want to know what the contract is with the Cardinals? It's $17 million guaranteed for the year and $6 million guaranteed the following year. The exact same million. But there's a di- there's a difference though. There's a difference between giving up 17 million and giving up 17 million and assets. But listen, here's the reality. That's the exact same contract they got with the Texans. And from what the the conversation was, you said you didn't think it was a lot of people out there. Conversation was there were nine teams bidding bidding for JJ Watt, and that the Browns and the Buffalo Bills 
and the Cardinals offered similar contracts. So the reality is, I do think they could have gotten a fourth or a fifth round pick. I, I think. I, I mean, I think in a reality in a world where Duke Johnson gets two second and two thirds, I think JJ Watt could have gotten a fourth or a fifth. But with that being said, I think this boils down to um, he went to a place that's warm. He went to a place where he's familiar. He went to a place where the defensive coordinator Vance Joseph used to be an assistant coach for the Texans, and Bill O'Brien did not want to keep him on once he took up took a board. And apparently, JJ Watt was really close with Vance Joseph beforehand, and he gets to go team up with with, with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And he's gonna. This is gonna, the thing that people don't realize is this: JJ uh, Watt, when he's playing, is an elite pass rusher. Still, there is nobody on the opposite side for JJ Watt. JJ Watt was still double team. I think the fourth most times of any player in the NFL this year. And it's not because he's the fourth best defensive lineman in the league. It's because there's nobody else that you had to worry about getting a pass rush outside of the occasional time they put Jacob Martin in. So I think he's going to get a lot of single coverage. I think him and Hassan Reddick and Chandler Jones will have double-digit sack seasons. I think that's going to make sure that Buda Baker and that secondary plays well. I'm predicting that the Cardinals are going to win 11 games, go to the playoffs, and win around at least in the playoffs this year. I expect them to be a very, very competitive team, despite the fact that their conference or their division is going to be by far the best division in football. I I think he's definitely going to be missed in Houston for his charity work, not for his football play. Wait, but here's the thing. Right, when people think like, oh, yeah, you look at how many games JJ's missed, and JJ's missed a few games. I'm not going to say, say he hasn't. But the reality is, since 2014, JJ Watt has played the second most snaps of any defensive lineman. The only one who's played more, Chandler Jones. And when JJ's played, he's been Hold extremely... on, since 2014? Yep, since 2014. So I'm not saying all the way to 2011. 20, since 2014, he's played I the second I most can't. snaps. That can't be right. <laughs> it is correct. I just saw it on. I saw it on ESPN and CBS. Um, so y'all so must have been on the field a lot more than anybody else. So Cam Jordan hasn't missed a single game. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. They're they're constantly on the field. So I think the the reality is this. I think JJ is still. I mean, even this year, he rated Pro Football Focus rated him the seventh best player at his position. Uh, obviously, Pro Football Focus is in the gospel. But if you look at two years yeah, ago. Terrible. Right? Before he got injured two years ago in, in Torres Peck, um, so not last year, the previous season, he led the NFL in pressures uh, before, before Torres Peck in week eight. Uh, he's still a really good pass rusher. He's still a really good run stopper. And this is the first time he's going to have an elite pass rusher on the opposite side. I'd say I, I mean, Jadavion was, a, uh, I would say, an elite disruptor. Um when he was in his prime before before the injuries, he was an elite disruptor. But I mean, I can't call JJ uh, Jadavian an elite pass rusher when he, he never had double digit sacks. But, but he you're, you're talking about JJ's pressure rate, and Jadavian's pressure rate is always top ten. That's what I said. Jadavian, I think, is an uh, is a an elite disruptor. So I think Jadavian allowed them not to just completely double team JJ before he left. But I mean, I don't think anybody thinks Jadavian Clowney as a pass rusher is, is Chandler Jones. No, he's not. But um, I, this this reminds me of when uh, Clay uh, Clay Matthews went and joined Aaron Donald. Like, okay, yeah, his, his name was great. Yeah, yeah, six sacks. But here, here's the thing, though. One, Clay Matthews was specifically a speed edge rusher. He's an outside linebacker, speed edge rusher. JJ Watt, worst case scenario, 
is going to be able to continue to, to, to stop the run and to be able to get pressure. And, J, and the, the other part is versatility-wise. J.J. can get pressure as a defensive tackle. He's played defensive tackle um, pretty consistently in his career. I mean, he's, he's been interchangeable at those positions. So I think – Let me the, ask you a question. Yep. How many sacks do you think J.J. Watt needs to get in order to make a – in order to justify a $17 million contract? No, he needs to get at least nine, ten sacks. Yeah, it depends. I, mean, I think the reality it depends on how what his pressure rate is. I mean, right now, so JJ Watt this year, um, he played all sixteen games. He only had five sacks, but he was double teamed constantly. I think if you're going to say if he's not getting double teamed, he needs to have double digit sacks. I expect that to be the case. But on the other side, I mean, I think when you're starting to say, oh, well, based on pay, I mean, you could. There's a lot of guys who get overpaid as an edge rusher who don't put up numbers. Uh, I mean, I, I think you can specifically look at, at Cleveland. And what's my guy who not, – not Garrett, but the uh, the other guy who got paid a ton uh, coming from the Giants. Vernon? Vernon, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's great. He's good. He's not great. Um, so I, I don't think J.J. needs to be pro – I mean, pro – all pro J.J., but he needs to be at least a pro bowler. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Olivier Vernon had – had nine sacks this year and and twelve games before he got injured. Yeah, but he's also that, that goes back to what we were speaking about when when the double team is on the opposite side of the field. You got Miles Garrett over there. You can uh, you can generate a lot of pass rush. He didn't look great when he was getting that money. He was in in New York and getting uh, you know number one attention. All right, fellas, we definitely got to see uh, kind of what happens with JJ Watt down in Phoenix, man. So. uh Let's uh, keep it moving, man. My boy Tiger Woods, like I said, got into a bad car accident. Uh, he was out in California for the Genesis uh, Invitational, I think, um, and was actually headed to give Jeremy's uh, boy a golf lesson where he had uh, an unfortunate accident, ran off the road, uh, had a couple compound fac- fractures, which basically means the bone was sticking out of his leg. Um, so seems like he's going to be okay. But let's, let's talk about this. And, um, you know, do you see him getting back? before the Masters, and just outside of that, do you guys see him paying, playing competitive golf anymore? Uh, let's start with you, Jeremy, on this topic. Are you talking about the Masters of next year? No, I'm Is talking about the Masters in uh, – yeah, Masters next year, not not in a couple weeks. Yeah, no, um, uh, I, I think at the very outside chance of Tiger Woods playing high-level professional golf again, it'll be at least 2023 before he's playing professionally again. Um, I think the recovery time for his leg, um, you know, just to get back up and start, uh, you know, running around and things like that again, I think it's going to be a while. Um, and then just getting get into a position where he can hit golf balls, uh, you know, that's a, that's a lot of damage to have to, to one body. And I know uh, I saw people, pull, uh, you know, talking about Ben Hogan. And his uh, his car accident that he ran into a, a greyhound on the way to a, a golf tournament and almost died and then came back and won the U.S. Open like nine years later. But Ben Hogan was a little younger. Ben Hogan didn't have the variety of injuries that Tiger Woods has already had. Uh, ben Hogan didn't have a, a, a fused back already. I mean, there's so many things that that Tiger has had done. You know, he's had everything from you know MCLs to ACLs and um, you know, crazy back things. He had elbow issues. He had shoulder issues. Tiger's basically had an injured body altogether. 
And uh, it's gonna, I think it's going to take a while for him to get back, if he's ever able to get back. If Tiger's ever able to play at the professional level to where he's competitive, I, I think um, I will count it as a success. I don't ever think he's going to compete for majors again, um, although I hope I'm wrong. I, you know, Tiger's somebody I don't generally bet against, but if I had to bet my money, um, I bet against it before I bet for it because it's just it's just too much damage that one person's had. And, you know, I know it seems kind of bleak, but at the end of the day, if he's able to enjoy a regular life with, with his family, um, I think, you know, overall we'll call it a success. He's uh, he's mentioned in the past that he wants to play some senior tour. Maybe that's an opportunity for him um, because he wants to win the, the senior U.S. Open, so he's the first person uh, in history to win the junior – Junior amateur, uh, regular amateur, U.S. Open and senior. Uh, so he won all the USGA events. Um, and so he wants to do, be able to get back to do that. Hopefully he can accomplish that. Maybe, um, you know, hopefully he can come back and, and look like Tiger again. I mean, if he if he can, I would love to see him come back and win a major. It'd be the, maybe the, the, I thought last Masters was the greatest comeback story ever. Um, this might this would be even better. So, um, but I'm, unfortunately, I'm not very optimistic towards that. Jared? I'm actually very optimistic. And listen, I'm not telling you that it's a, you know, that, that I'm willing to bet money that he wins another major, but I'm telling you that I would not be willing to bet money that he doesn't win another major. And I think that's really the, the place I'm at. If you look at it, one, out of all the injuries to have, this is the best one to have out of that accident. Uh, and the reason is, when you when you break your leg, have a compound pound fracture at that at that place, the your your leg will all will, will recover. It will be one hundred percent, if not stronger, because they're just putting a metal plate there. So when you look at it, that aspect of it, I, I'm not really concerned about. His leg's going to be fine from a stability standpoint. Now the other part is, hey, how is his ankles? And as long as that aspect of it is is, you know, hey, his ankles are going to be fine. It's not going to be something that's debilitating. He'll be fine from that aspect. It's and, and I think he's going to be be healthy by the Masters of twenty twenty two. I mean, let's let's look at it and be realistic. the The recovery time for that is typically you know somewhere in the in, in, looking at nine to twelve month range. I I think Tiger could reasonably be hitting a golf ball in nine months. Now, do I think he's that's gonna not be, realistic? I, I think it's realistic. I think the reality. I'll say this. What, what I saw, I, wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. I saw Gordon Hayward and and Paul George return to practice in nine months from yeah, similar that's, injury. That's not a similar injury at all. It's not even close. Both compound um, fractures of, of, of the leg. Did they break both the legs? No, but I think I still think it's the same thing. It's a steel rod, and they're not. And, and Tiger's not going to be asked to jump around and, and play a full game of basketball. I'll put it out. I've got a good friend, um, my boy Chris, here in Charlotte a few years ago. He had a similar accident, um, uh, and he broke his uh, – he, he basically shattered his ankle, shattered his uh, his tibia, and uh, he had a similar rod. And, you know, just with hanging out with him, following his recovery, visiting him in the hospital, it was a long time before he was able to, to Jeremy. even – I hope you're not comparing huh? Chris from Charlotte to Tiger Woods of the treatment or the yeah. athletic standpoint. Like they're going to well, have from athletic standpoint, I will compare different recovery uh, a- from doctors to recovery 
items to, yeah. to everything. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But we're, we're still talking about – if you're talking about from a, Jared, a pure athletic standpoint, Chris is probably a better athlete than Tiger. No, he's um, not. But Jared, no, Jared, no, he's not. Jared, no, he's not. Chris, about, Chris ran, Chris ran a better nine, athlete nine, than Tiger Woods. Nine, 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 like, he ran a nine nine hundred. That's Damon, ridiculous. Damon, he won the. He won his last name. Davis. He won the. He won the UNC Invitational in the hundred meters. Like we're talking Tiger about. Tiger won the UNC Invitational at fifteen. Dave, we're talking right, about talking, UNC I'm not talking about, at thirteen. I'm not saying he's a great. He's a greater athlete as far as accomplishment. We're talking about pure no, athleticism. No, no, we're talking about athleticism. We're talking about hand-eye yeah, coordination. Yeah, talking about just like, because uh, just because that kid can beat him in doesn't that mean he's more athletic. He wouldn't, riding, he wouldn't be riding off the road. So, so this, at the end of the day, so so we're talking about beat you in a foot race. That means you're more athletic. Yes, it does. No, that does not. That's more piece of being an athlete. What, what, what is athleticism? Is is running, jumping? What no, is athleticism? athleticism is hand out of coordination. That's a lot of stuff that goes in the athleticism. No, because because, jumping, but, jumping because because if that was the case, then we would say that Tom Brady is a better athlete than, than Bo Jackson. But clearly, he's not. Like at the end of the day, athleticism is about we're talking about. You're talking about skill. So Bo Jackson can beat Tyreek Hill in a, in a race. He maybe could have. Jeremy. Jeremy. No, he couldn't. Well, Jackson ran a four one three. Shout out to Jeremy. No, he didn't. Here's the thing. I've been telling you this for This is what I've been telling you for years. And we're gonna I'm I'm gonna keep saying this. Just because when you looked at these old athletes that they say, Oh, they ran a this dude ran a four two. He ran a four one. No, he didn't. They weren't laser time. They were hand time. Damon. Do you remember in high school when you ran a four four forty with Coach Taylor? David probably could run a four four forty. Jerry, what are you talking no, about? No, he couldn't. You understand know how fast four four is? I could run a four four in high school. Sorry. Do you no. realize how, how good athlete David was? David was an excellent <laughs> athlete. Do you guys realize, like, and put this in perspective? When you say four four forty, Michael Vick at the combine ran a four point four four. David in high school was not as fast as Michael Vick. Jared, Jared, that's not true. But you, you're talking about. Michael Vick, I can look at it and say Jadavion Clowney ran a four four eight. And you trying to tell me Damon cannot run Jadavion Clowney? Yeah, no, he, could. he couldn't. Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right, let's get, get, get back on Like I said, shout out to Chris, man. Uh, I think I met Chris. Good guy. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying I didn't mean to get but if we're basing it on recovery, especially historically, I mean Tiger's had multiple major injuries that he's recovered from. But Jared, what? None of them have been this 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 major. Like like you're talking about. Fusion's pretty major. Was probably way worse than this. No, Damon. First off, he you're talking about if you want to compare uh uh healing and actual similar injury, compare Alex Smith's injury with two with, with both legs. Compare that. Alex Smith's back playing football. Tiger just has to stand still, and hit a golf. Yeah, ball. yeah. Alex Smith's back playing football three years later. Yeah. That's that's cool. If if Tiger is able to tee it up at the Masters and and play all the majors in three years, I'd be happy with that. And I feel like he could probably get around the Masters for three great, three really good days and have a okay fourth day and still I, squeeze out a Masters. I, I we're, we're looking at a sport where Tom Watson nearly won the British Open at sixty one. Yeah, but Tom Watson didn't didn't have his entire body broken. But Jeremy Tiger's not sixty one. Jeremy, you can't compare Tom Watson' sixty-year-old body with the Tiger fifty-year-old body. Why can't I? No, Tiger's body is broken. Like we're not talking about like 
If we're gonna compare, yeah, you like you're, you're like the you're like the uh the, the audio on thirty for thirty when people list the stuff that people say about them before they come back. Like you're that <laughs> everybody. Well, they just you're have for everybody. Stephen A. Smith and all these guys when they're like he can't no, do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do y'all remember, do y'all I, I remember Tiger's never gonna hit a golf ball again, and that's just how I feel about it. But uh best no, luck. To no, him. it's not. But but like <laughs> it's one of those things like I don't care how hard you work, like when Kobe towards Achilles, Kobe was never the same person again. Like we, we can't pretend like everybody just because you work hard or you have great trainers, that you're gonna turn back into the same person. That doesn't doesn't mean that. It doesn't. Like at the end of the day, I'm hoping Tiger recovers, but you're talking about like they said he was in a high impact injury, which means this was not a clean break. It means his entire ankle was shattered. So we're not yeah. talking. We're talking about bone fragments. So Jeremy, talking, you, so you're trying to tell me that you don't think Tiger Woods has the best doctors in California that are going to make his feet I, and knees back to normal? And no, I, I, they've got the best doctors in the world. That does not mean they're miracle makers. That that <laughs> does mean they are. It hey, does. No, it doesn't. It's exactly where it Jeremy. needs to be again. Jeremy, here's my question for you: When we yeah. talk about Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan's accident was when? 1960s? 1956. No, it was way. 1956. So do you think the, the you're like, oh, yeah, but his body hadn't had the, the damage the tire had. And I would agree. But when we compare the medicine of Tiger Woods or, or, or what he's going to be able to have to uh, – can we compare that to Ben Hogan? Is that reasonable? Um, I, I, I don't think, think so, Ben Hogan was a lot worse. I don't think I think Ben Hogan had like a lot of. I don't think he had a lot of broken bones. He had uh, uh let's see. Well, no, he had a broken ankle, and he had a broken left leg and a broken collarbone. So yeah, I mean, you can compare the injuries. And I, th- I think the reality is this: Tiger. I, I, I'm not telling you that that. Like I said, I'm not telling you I would bet money that he is going to win. But I will tell you is. I, I would I seriously would not bet money against them. I mean, from from a technology. I'll be honest. Where, where were you guys? Where were you guys putting Tiger's chance to win another major before this injury? Because I was, mine weren't very high. So that's why after injury, it's, Jeremy, it's not. You're not very high on anything, Jeremy. You know that these guys can peak when when he wants to peak. He peaked just. I mean, when when did he win a la- the, the Masters? What 2019? And then he won a yeah, year championship. It was last year. Ago. Or, yeah, he no. did, and and, and I'm, so I'm like, Tiger. so you, you really said before the injury, that, oh, Tiger couldn't win another Masters? Are you kidding? No, me? No, I'm not saying he couldn't. That's I'm just saying said. I wasn't. What you said? I just, that, that's not exactly what I just said. That's the absolute opposite of what I just said. What you I said? I, I said I wasn't giving his odds of winning very high. I didn't say he couldn't. Oh, the odds. Yeah, like basically, like we're talking about. You say, oh, he just won in 2019. Yeah, that was the only the only major he's won in the last 12 years. But we can't pretend like he's just gonna do it over and over again when he gets older and older. That is completely beside the point. How 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 many years did he actually play active golf in the last twelve years? A lot. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Tiger probably played forty majors at least. Jeremy, Tiger did not play forty majors in between, in between the time of the whole incident. He didn't play forty majors. He was oh. out. He was out with his back, his knee. What are you talking about? Jeremy, and, and oh, no, no, let's see. I, I'll tell you exactly yeah. how many majors. Yeah, you, you remember Tiger taking off for years? He took off for years, and when he came back, Tiger had multiple chances to win majors. Tiger finished second, what, twice in one year? Like, No, he didn't. He, he didn't? He finished fourth one year in, in one major, and I think he finished top. He finished top five. We were playing Red Barn when he was when he was uh, 
when on that Sunday he was competing at the British, he lost by one one stroke. Well, yeah, I mean, one stroke, but he did. Yeah, he, he definitely had to lead that day. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm just telling you, like, and if you were telling me, hey, look, he's a basketball player, and we have to make this assessment, I'd be like, yeah, it's going to be probably tough to come back from at this age. But like, we're talking about golf. But Jerry, yeah. I, I believe it's hard. I think it would be easier for yeah. somebody to come back from an injury on a basketball team where they have teammates like Tyre. You can't take off for a, for a hole. In a yeah, major. like like, do you know how much your body has? Like, think think about like simple things like the the mobility of your ankle how it turns through and and your hips have to all work it work together like, no i agree but i th- i think yeah, well, jimmy let's not question tiger's timing and his hips that's not going to be an issue like his hips and his timing is not going to be an issue his hands not going to be an issue going to be okay well, if body was stand but, but let's let's kind no, of no, no. what i'm saying is four days what i'm saying is let's say he has to get like an ankle fusion like now his ankle doesn't turn like well, that's like there's there's different things that could happen that could throw they could throw everything out of out of whack. Like I'm I'm not trying to say Tiger is not going to be, you know. You hear me? I, I I keep keep thinking that you. I, I really honestly a question: Do you really think that Tiger doesn't have the best doctors in the world? Where if he got ankle fusion surgery, that he wouldn't be able to twist his ankle? He had back fusion surgery and came back and won a major. Yeah, but his back the- doesn't doesn't turn anymore. That's the thing. Like it, it's, it's it's not magic. All right, we'll have to di- agree to disagree. But uh, let's keep moving on. Let's go. Let's, let's uh, jump into some NBA, fellas. Um, damn it, damn it. Last thing I, I did yeah, want to say. Let, let, let's just go over the last year. LeBron's not winning another, bas- uh, another finals. Tom Brady's not winning another Super Bowl. Tiger Woods not winning another major. <laughs> yeah, the, the pandemic has messed up a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Um <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right, so we go back to what Jared said. LeBron should have ten rings by now, but we'll continue. Yeah, Jared did it somehow find a way to bring LeBron back into it. <laughs> it's the same year, man. It's the same year, you know. All right, but let's uh, let's talk about the NBA, man. Shout out to the Charlotte Hornets, my former favorite NBA team, before they uh, um, just left us for New Orleans when I was a kid, and we just didn't have a, a basketball team to to cheer for, and we were left. You were in college. You were not a yeah. kid. Yeah, sorry. I'm just, I just, I just got a little emotional thinking about how they just left the city. So anyway, um, back to the Hornets. Uh, Lamelo Ball, man, great pickup from Jordan. Um, the kid has talent, man. He's he's definitely a, a superstar in the making. I watched the game against the 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 the, the, the Blazers a couple nights ago. Um, kid's good, man. Let's let's talk about um, let's talk about if team missed on 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 uh, signing Lamelo Ball coming out of the draft. Uh, let's start with you, Jared. I think at this point, uh, you you can't help but think they missed. Um, I mean, uh, the, the Hornets right now are playing such good basketball. I'm watching them right now, they're playing the Timberwolves. They're up thirty two points, and the reality is they're doing this with a lot of their best players out. Devontae Graham, Lamelo started starting once Devontae got hurt. Sorry to let you know, Devontae, but you are not getting your spot back. Um, also, they've been playing without Gordon Hayward. Without uh, Cody Zeller, um, uh, basically they've been playing without a lot of their guys. And Lamelo is just a star. I mean, uh, you're looking at uh, since he's been starting, and he started 14 games before tonight. So, I, I, and I'm gonna pull up his numbers for tonight. But before tonight, he's averaging 21 points and change, seven re, uh, seven assists, six rebounds, on 43 percent from threes, 
86% from the free throw line. I mean, look at tonight. He's, he played 26 minutes, 19 points, 7 of 13 from the field, 4 of 5 threes, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. I mean, you're looking at a guy who's 19 and is a star. And I'm not telling you the other guys can't be good. What I'm telling you is you, you have a lot of times when you have these drafts where there are guys like, – like, I'll give you the draft, the Luka Doncic draft. There were a lot of great players in that draft. And I said on this podcast, I said, Luka Doncic should go number one. I read too many reviews of, of NBA All-Stars that were from Europe who said he is by far the best European prospect we've ever had. And like when, when guys like Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, uh, Goran Dragic are saying this, then like you got to listen to what they're saying. And even in that draft where you get Jaron Jackson, who's a really good player in the fourth pick, you got DeAndre Ains, who's a really good player with the number one pick. You got Marvin Bagley, who's talented but hasn't really popped. You got Trey Young, who's a stud. You got uh, a lot of really, really good players out of that draft. You look back and you say, if any of those teams can redo it, even with the Suns being the number two seed, are they hesitating to drive Luka Doncic over DeAndre Ayton? Of course not. And although I think Wiseman could be really good, I mean, he could be – the comparison I give to him, he's, he's probably a little bit taller. He reminds me a little bit of Chris Bosh. Um, he could be a really good player. Anthony Edwards is so athletic, and I think he could be a really good player too, but uh, I don't think he's got a consistent enough shot. I think uh, the reality is, especially in Minnesota with that organization, their lack of development I've seen, uh, I think he's going to be more of a – I don't know. I, I think he, he could be like a good player, but – Maybe slightly better than what Wiggins was, but one of those guys who puts up a lot of numbers but really doesn't have a ton, ton of impact. And LaMelo, I think LaMelo could be, I mean, a potential league MVP. I mean, I'm not telling you like in the next couple years, but I mean, we're talking about a guy 6'8", can shoot, has is one of the best passers in the league already. I mean, his vision's unbelievable. The flair that he has for the game, and he's in a market to where – I mean, you couldn't hardly attract a superstar. And I, I think the, the best way to say it, and I'll let you go, Jeremy, is what Stephen A. said yesterday where he said, LaMelo Ball is what LeVar promised us that Lazo would be. <laughs> I think that's really that's really what LaMelo is. He's everything where, where Lazo is like, oh, no, let me tell you about my boy. Like he, now, Lazo always said LaMelo was going to be the best. I mean, LaMelo is a, a star. I mean, flat-out star. Yeah, I, I I'll say this. It's not. I don't. I don't blame uh, uh, Lavar for that. I blame Magic Johnson for drafting him. But um, one, one more thing. Jim, I, you're I, I, like nobody. Like like Lonzo on most people's board was top two or three. Yeah, and I told you uh, all it was. You're right. Before. You you he said he was, but uh, on most people's board he was top two or three. Yeah. Um. And before I jump into this, just one more one more quick aside. Uh, Tiger Woods played 28 majors between his two majors. But anyway, um. Back to the topic. Looks he, great. Played, he played 22 majors between what? How many years? He played 28 majors between um, oh, wait, 2019. Yeah. Divide that by four, the number of years. That's 11 years. So I can tell you exactly how many majors he missed. He, so he, he missed divided it. Divided by seven. He missed it. He missed the two after that because he had tore his eight. He played a tournament with eight, torn ACL. Two th- he played all the majors in 2019, all the ones in 2010. He missed two in 2011. He missed two in 2014. And then he missed 2016, 2017 season. So he missed eight majors yeah. during that time. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, twenty. But you guys act like like twenty eight majors played in and not winning one is not is not like a major. Uh, not a major I'm not these are all these are all sporadic. You act like it was like all right for for these straight three two years two and a half years he didn't play. No, it was like all right, I played two here injured, four here injured, five here caught up. Like it yeah, was, coming back from injury, I have the chip yip, so now I can't chip the ball. Like it was like there was there were stretches where. And I'm not telling you that, that like I said, I'm not telling you he is going to win. If, if Tiger came out and said Black Lives Matter, Jeremy would change his whole, t- whole tone. That's all that's but, what Tiger needs to do. No, no, it wouldn't. Because at the end of the day, we're BLM, talking about. BLM. But, but, <laughs> we're talking. We're talking about ty- like uh, somebody coming out of a car crash. And you guys are like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. Like, no, no, I'm not saying it. But, Jeremy, here's my but question. He will be. When you say he's a billionaire. Keanu Reeves had had the uh, Christopher Reeves had the best medical team in the Jer- world. Jer- he could not make him walk again. Reeves fall off that horse, like uh, ninety eight. That was not ninety eight. It was not ninety eight. It was like yeah, we were still in Shiraz. So yes. I was, we, yeah, that was <laughs> had to be naughty. Here's the thing: Jeremy's comparing a broken leg to a severed spinal cord. <laughs> Look, no, 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 I'm, I'm, horse and broke and, and I'm, paralyzed. No, I'm, I'm, I'm comparing. Uh, just because you have money doesn't mean that that, that medical doctors can fix anything. That injury is, is a tough injury, but the only concern I have at all is ankle. As long as his ankle can turn, which it it does not sound like they, they've already had a surgery on his ankle, I would assume his ankle will be able to move and it will not be club footed. He'll be fine. Jerry just said, I, "I I don't see how you guys are talking about guys with money that can that can uh, pretty much not have to suffer injuries." But then I just bring up my uh, Magic Johnson. I mean, he caught AIDS in the early nineties and he's alive and healthy. So yeah, so it does buy you uh, 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 millions of other people who got AIDS. It's not just Magic. <laughs> um, anyway, it's millions of people who broke their leg too and ended up you know being pretty good athletes still. Just throwing that out there. Show me, show me somebody who's come back to be the best in the world at with a coming off of a broken leg, um, an ankle and this shattered leg. Anyway, um, back to foot, but go ahead. Were we talking about Lamelo? Yeah, we were talking Lamella. about Lamelo. We came back out of the blue with some some yeah. Tiger Woods. So, so, uh, it's not slander. It's just reality. Um, back to uh, what we're talking about. So Lamelo. I'm happy to see him him ball, and to be honest, he's the one I was. He was like Lamelo. He sucks. No, no, I I, I give people their props. Um, y- y'all act like when the Buccaneers were eight and five or eight and six, and in the seventh seed, when I was saying they were terrible, and then all of a sudden they they beat a whole bunch of terrible teams, and then they got in the playoffs, and I was like, yeah, I don't believe in them because I didn't believe them when they beat all other terrible teams. Like you were only hating on the Bucks when they were eight and six. Don't do that. No, no. What I'm saying is this: we just they were it. eight. And they 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 beat a whole bunch of terrible teams, and y'all were giving them props. And I said they suck. And then they played some good teams, and they got mud stomped. And then, and then they, they beat the Saints. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, let me, let, me let me finish. Let me and finish. Let me finish. Then they beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So basically, the Saints fumbled the ball four times, and Drew Brees played with a torn uh, torn uh, hey, rotator cuff. Amen. But but what I'm saying is this: so until they actually beat these beat good teams, I was gonna give them credit for beating a bunch of sorry teams. And if, if I, I watched a lot of their games, like when they played the Vikings and their field goal kicker missed four. Oh, no, not, not the Vikings. Uh, yeah, the Vikings. When their field goal kicker missed like four field goals or else they would have been up by like 20. 
Like I, I watched a bunch of those games. So, um, Jim, Jim, here's day, my question. Though. Here's my question with that. Uh, you, I just I have a problem with you keep bringing up. Oh, Drew Brees is playing with a torn AC joint. As if no, 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 Drew no, no, no. Brees, a torn rotator cuff. That's rotator not a, cuff. AC joint. Okay, it's a torn a, rotator cuff. Two different things. Did did he not play with a torn rotator cuff when he came back? Did he not have a torn rotator cuff the, the the game before versus the Bears? Yes, he did. Was he not capable enough to win those games and to look good enough for you to watch those games and come away and say, "Yeah, we still gonna blow them out." Yeah, dude, we should have. Like at the end of the day, without a without a ticky tack blocking the back ball the game, we would have beat them by forty. Like we we still we still have to look at. So, Jeremy, you're on record saying without one bad call from a ref, and I don't even know what call you're talking about. You guys no. won by forty. We, we when we ran the punt return back for a touchdown, and they called. They said it was a block in the back when it was ticky tack. Um, saw you was it could. a block in the back or was it a tic tac? I didn't think it was block in the back. At the best case, it was tic tac. But if you're looking at a game and say, "Hey, they one team had four four turnovers, the other team had zero, and they still won by by ten, 10 points," yeah, like and that was on the last second because they get really were down. We've been on ten points. They knew the clock out inside your red zone. Yeah, that was after a turnover. Like if we're look, if we're looking at it, they trail more. Let me finish my statement. Let me finish my statement. They trail more minutes than they led. If Jared Cook, who just got cut, thank God they finally cut him off the roster, doesn't fumble, we win that game by double digits. So at the end of the day, I still don't think the Bucks. I think the Bucks had a great run. They got hot at the right time, but the Bucks aren't a weren't, weren't a great team. They were the the New York Giants in two thousand seven. Um, but anyway, back to Lamelo. Lamelo is a great player. Should he have gone number one? Absolutely not. Um. And in retrospect, I still don't think he would have gone number one. We're talking about uh, uh, a Warriors team that has two Hall of Fame guards. Why would you draft a guard who's going to come off the bench when you already have two Hall of Fame guards? Like, we we can't look at it and say, well, they should have drafted him because Clay's down this year. Clay will be back next year. They got Andrew Wiggins at the three. They already got Kelly Oubre. Why would you draft another guard who's balls? They got Kelly Oubre after the draft because Clay got hurt after the draft. But here, here's my question I have for you. Right now, Lamelo. First off, the first pick of the draft was the Timberwolves. Secondly, if the draft was to, tonight, and you drafted and, and you knew who Lamelo Ball was and how good he was, where's Lamelo Ball's trade value right now? Oh, it's it's, it's very high. I mean, it's 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 crazy high. But you're still looking at it. You, right now, if the Warriors wanted to trade for LaMelo, if they wanted to trade for LaMelo, I'm not sure. I think you need Wiseman in two or three first. Are you good? I mean, sure. I'm just I'm trying to follow your logic. I, I, I mean, I, I hadn't even got into my topic yet. You didn't talk for 10 minutes. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, your topic you got into Tiger Woods where you should have been talking about this, but go ahead. I literally made one of how many y'all went on the tangent. But anyway, um, LaMelo is a good player. We're still talking about LaMelo. People were supposed to trust he was going to be this great player when he really played maybe 20 competitive games um, in his last three years in, of, of high school and before the NBA. Like, like, we can't look at it and say, hey, they were supposed to assume – LaMelo was going to develop into this player. LaMelo shot 25% in, in Australia from the three-point line. Like, we, we can't pretend like like everybody saw this coming with LaMelo. I'm glad he's depending out in retrospect. 
is he like does he look like he's going to be the best player um in this draft? Yes, he does. But am I willing to go on record saying he definitely is? No, I like I like James Wiseman. I think in retrospect, the Warriors still would have uh, drafted James Wiseman because I think James Wiseman has Anthony Davis level talent. So at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not here to say like, hey, he's he, he's not uh, you know a super talent. He doesn't look like he can be a superstar. I think he does. I think he can be. I think he probably will be. But when you look at a guy who didn't play competitive basketball for three or four years, really, before going to play to the NBA, I understand not drafting him that high. He was a high risk, and he, ha- and he happens to pan out. Like, it's, 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 it's one of those things where you say, well, I thought the same thing with Luka. Luka was playing pro basketball at 15. Like, Luka, like you got so much table, Luka. You could watch Luka play from, you know, decades ago. Like Lucas, as far as NBA bodies, he's he's as old as probably James Harden. So there's a difference between Luca, Luca and uh and Lamelo. Lamelo it was a raw talent who is showing himself to be really really good. I, I like his game. Um, he's shooting the ball a lot better. Um, I mean he's he's got a lot of game. I I, I like his game a lot. But in retrospect, we can't look at it and say. Hey, we everybody should have ignored the fact that he hadn't played competitive basketball in three or four years. Jimmy, Jimmy, here's my, my, my problem I have with your statement. And it's a big problem. It's the complete opposite of what you just said before we made the draft. Now you said, who could have thought that LaMelo would have developed into this player? No, I mean that you can't fault the scouts for not picking up on how good LaMelo ball turned out to be. But Whenever it comes to Lonzo, you blame, oh, Magic. How dumb Magic Johnson was to draft Lonzo. Because, because mean, Lonzo actually played a game where you got Lonzo Ball in college was projected to be a top two pick by everybody. It wasn't Lonzo just Magic. Lonzo Ball in college made five mid-range shots the entire season. But, Jimmy, he was hitting a ton of threes and was shooting over 80% free throws. So the, the thought process is that Lonzo was going to come in the league and not be able to shoot was not high. Lonzo was a very good passer, which he still is. Lonzo was a very good defender. Mm, he's an average he's, passer, but go ahead. No, he's a very good passer. He's a he's – a, at the time, he was a very good defender, and up until this year, he was a very good defender. Um, you got these situations now where a lot of these guys that you're – oh, yeah, well, yeah how, how could we have known – you're not giving that same pass to Magic. You're not giving that same pass. Because it's completely the- different. There's people you have tape on. Like, there's no tape on LaMelo. No but, Jeremy, there was tape on LaMelo. LaMelo, here, here's what people don't understand. He played One, 12 games in Australia. But last year he played 12 games. The previous season he played a full season. He played on prep school. He played a full season. The season before, before that, he played in Lithuania for over 20 games. Now, if you played high school, how many games do you think he was going to play? 50? No. And you looked at it, when LaMelo was coming out, like LaMelo was still playing AAU ball. LaMelo gave 35 points to, 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 to Zion in that game, that AAU game. Like, it's not like he was just out there, like, like, like he was, oh, yeah, he just fought on the farm playing basketball. Like, it was, it, that's not the case. Jared, Jared, you realize in, in when they were in Lithuania that Lamar, uh, LaVar, LaVar's uh, friend was coaching them, and they were letting them do whatever they wanted to. Like, like we we can't pretend like, like I think it's Fire High School when he played that season. What did he play like ten games? Like he didn't play many games. Like we we, we can't pretend we can't pretend like 
people were supposed to see LaMelo coming when he had played against good competition or 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 NBA competition or level competition in years. And so I'm I'm glad he's panning out. But the fact that you're talking about, oh, uh, how the scouts and stuff, no, no, no. Well, that, that's a, that's the absolute opposite. The scouts did see it. The scouts told them Matt Johnson draft uh, Donovan Mitchell. The scouts for the Lakers saw it, not from the other teams, because the other teams okay, so who's most of them lost those top two. Dog, and then they had a uh, dog on what's called number one, and you see where they got him. <laughs> all, all, all I'll tell you is this: as much as you want to look at it from that perspective, all the overseas scouts, including Gavoni and the guys from ESPN, said the closest comp they had for Lamelo Ball when he came out was Luka Doncic. It said his game reminded him very similar. His and and they were they were very comparable players. Yeah. What did they say about Dante Exum? They said he reminded him of Chris Paul. What did they say about uh, Darko Milicic? There's so many foreign players come over here and they tell us they're going to be the, the next. Lamelo's not a foreign player. Really. Huh? Lamelo's not a foreign player. Sure, they're still foreign scouts. Jeremy, he played in Australia, but I mean, he's not a foreign player. Lamelo was a top. He was the number one point guard prospect all throughout high school. He, he's he's playing well. He went three in the draft. Like you talk, your 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 argument is literally that a team that doesn't have the need to take a risk or on, on a flyer, like this is silly. It's not a flyer. It is. It is a flyer. It's like that'd be like saying, you know what, the uh, the Green Bay Packers should have tra- dra- traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. Like no, like nobody saw Patrick Mahomes coming. Like this, that's what Lamelo is. He's maybe not the I enemy. Mean, I don't think he's gonna be Patrick Mahomes. But was, was Patrick Mahomes coming out of high school the number one quarterback in the country? Was Patrick Mahomes coming out? Lamelo Ball was not the number one quarterback. Was not the number one point guard in the country. He was the number one point guard in the country. Twenty four seven had him as the number one point guard in the country coming okay, out. Okay, so school. he wasn't on ESPN. <laughs> but okay, twenty four seven. I don't follow twenty four seven. Twenty four seven is the biggest recruiting site in sports. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure it is for football. Um. <laughs> Nobody looks at 24 7 for basketball. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, fellas. That was uh, some good topics to talk about, man. I enjoyed that. Um, a wide variety of things to talk about. But uh, before we get up out of here, man, let's, let's talk about this, this golf trip, man. You know, and. Uh, um, you know, through all the crap talking, you know, who 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 came out on top, man? Who 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 was the who was the victor over the week, man? Shout out shout out to Cam. Um <clears throat> it was all four of us down there had a had a good time. We were definitely like old men at night in the in the condo and everybody was asleep by eleven o'clock, you know. So it's definitely different than uh how it used to be on our trips, but you know, we're getting a little older. But let, let's talk about the, the outcome of, of the golf guys. Um who had the best round? Of the of the week the week the week uh, Damon I, I will give Damon that Damon had the best round of the week. Let's also point out who had the worst round of the week. Uh, shot uh shot seventy nine at Harbor Town guys. Uh, just to <laughs> go ahead and uh, put that out there. Um, I might have shot the worst round of the week, but it was not due to me. It was due to Jared uh missing a turn. Um, we had to go about thirty minutes off track to get to the golf course, and then uh, we almost ran into somebody head first in the parking lot. So my nerves were a little shot. So it was not my fault. Listen, all, all I'll say is <laughs> there's somebody who parks their car the wrong way. Then hey, look, it's yeah, just parks. That car is definitely That's, moving towards us. No, no, I'm not talking about that car. I'm talking. There was the reason. So there was a car who was driving at us and was about to hit us. But the reason was there was another car parked that was stuck out about three feet 
in that on their driving lane. So the person driving towards us was driving in our lane. So the fact that I was taking a right turn, they were literally driving past us because of that. So look, I, all I'll say is this: it was basically the golf trip was like a. I don't know. How, how do I describe this? It was basically like the our, our football trip, our football picks all over again. I won the most bets. I mean, that's pretty much the way it worked. I mean, it was just, yeah, I don't know. It was like Tom Brady the first couple of days. Everybody that paired with Jerry, well, you know, came out victorious. That was more due to me and me playing, shooting the lowest round on the first day I was paired to Jerry, and you shot the lowest Jim, round. Like, you, can't, you can't even say the <laughs> lowest round of the day on, third, on Saturday. I think the lowest round was like 89. Was over. Jim, the first round, you beat me by a stroke. And after we'd already won, I gave you a four for putt that you missed. That's why you beat me by a stroke. So let's not like, let's, 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 Jared, Jared, first off, let's yeah, be honest. We're playing. Let's not like we're teammates. Like, you carried me to some victory. You beat me by a stroke. Oh, I did. Um, Jared. Jared, I started off the round with the with a par one, a, bo- a bogey to one the hole on two, and I had a, a, a par on four. I started I did, with I didn't remember. Jared, no, you didn't. Because for I one... Did. For one, oh, I part one. <laughs> hey, you know what we're gonna do for all the listeners out there. Shout out to you guys, first of all, for tuning in. I think I think I forgot to shout you guys out before we started, but um, thank you guys for tuning in to us another week. What we're gonna do is on our on our Instagram, Amibros underscore podcast. We're gonna we're gonna post some footage. Um, we got quite a bit of of good footage uh, on the birthday golf trip. We'll post it up there. Yeah. And we'll, we'll we'll add some um some some they're not called so so, so so you guys know exactly what happened. Yeah, Damon Damon won two rounds and I won two rounds. That's how it went. And at the end of the day, no, I think Jared really was around on the weekend. We, yeah, Jared went around when we gave him strokes. Um, Jared, Jared that, that didn't even count. Too. Like we were playing off a handicap. Like let's be honest, guys. Okay, well, they, I was in that case, case, in that that case was I won two round. rounds and you and you you two well for the round. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> Damon's round was the only round that broke ninety. Jeremy didn't break ninety three, so it was a bad weekend of golf. Jeremy, yeah, 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 that's not true. No, that's Jeremy not didn't true. break ninety three. Jeremy, I shot I shot a ninety one at Hague Point. <laughs> Hague Point. No, you didn't. You shot a ninety three. Yeah, I did. Okay, he shot a ninety-one. So his best round was a ninety-one. Yeah, all right. yeah. All, 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 all we need to know is that Jared had one chance to beat me, and he started talking junk, and he was up six strokes, and I hawked him down. Wow. That's all we need. Really need to know. No, first off, Jeremy, Jeremy, for the rest of the round, the last seven holes that he hawked me down, quote unquote, was eight over through the last seven holes. It was not hawking me down. And but Jared, if if he goes eight over and then you're and, oh, and you're, you thing. go twelve over, he got you down. He hawked you down. But, and, and here's the thing. And the last hole, Jeremy was given a free drop. Out no, of the, not giving a free one. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy hits the ball into the pie straw that's buried, and then says, "I get relief." Then moves it from behind the tree to be able to hit a shot out. Jared, this, the rules of golf. I, I, I sent you the list. You need to understand the rules of golf. First off, the list said uh, in, in any grass. It did not. It said no, no, no. no. It says it says or anything but sand. It says it. It says it, it says in anything but sand. That's what it says. Uh, no, because it I, said, and and it says in grass or or it said in grass 
lay lies. Are, and, we, are I, we talking about that plug ball we, we were talking about on the yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his yeah, ball is completely plugged. <laughs> and I have no problem if you unplug it. I have a problem if you unplug it and move it two yards from behind the tree line. So Jared, you can play. Jared, yeah, Jared, that's Jared. the rules of golf. You can when, take you get, the, when you get a plug line, you get a lot. You get a club you get no, a club yeah, list. All I'm gonna tell you is this: and, and if that's the rules, then I should have shot five shots lower because every ball that I played out of out of the the pine straw, I could have said, "Oh, yeah, it's halfway submerged. Let me just move Jared, it to get a, Jared, out of the pine the woods." Cameron, both Cameron and I were independent investigators. And we you were not involved in that at all. It. We both, we all determined that it was Relief out of Pine Straw. Jared, it was plug. It was, it was a Pine Straw. Jared, yeah, you got you to be clear, though. The Pine Straw had nothing to do with it being plugged. It was plugged in the sand and mud. <laughs> and like, it was like a... <laughs> it, 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 like it was the Pine Straw. It was 75-80% plugged in sand. <laughs> it, was, it was in the sand underneath Pine Straw. It was a full Pine Straw bed. Yeah. But it was a yeah. good trip, man. We had a good time. Hilton Head uh, did not disappoint. My first time being back there in a long time. Uh, that was actually my wife and I's first uh, little uh, getaway trip when we were dating. So some good vibes, good memories there. I'm definitely going to go back there, uh, you know, pretty, probably, probably pretty often. So, um, but yeah, on that note, fellas, um, let's get up out of here, man. Shout out to everybody tuning in to us another week. Make sure you guys follow us on uh, Instagram, Amibros underscore podcast. And uh, we will holler at you guys next week.